In today's episode, we will be talking to a creator who grew his Instagram account by 700,000 followers in one month using Reels. He went from 300,000 followers to over a million. We're going to be hearing from Yikit, aka YK. He has over a million followers on both Instagram and TikTok and will be offering us invaluable advice on how to go viral and how to capitalize on the momentum and really create that exponential growth. Welcome to the Full-Time Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Lee, and I'll be sharing industry knowledge and social media tips through weekly interviews with established creators and Q&A sessions. Our goal is to help you decode social media, become a full-time influencer, and do what you love for a living. Let's dive in. Hi, welcome back creators to the Full-Time Influencer Podcast. Today, we have a guest, YK. Um, his Chinese name is actually Yi Kiet. Um, yeah. But he goes by YK. So welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, literally opposite time. But yes, yeah, it is. Made it. Yeah. So from what I know, you are based in Singapore, right? Yes. Um, I was born in Malaysia, but yeah, raised in Singapore. Um, so yeah. Okay, so I just want to begin by going back a little bit to the beginning and backtracking a little. I would love to know when you started. I think it's a long time ago as a photographer, but also like why you started Instagram and how you got to your first, let's say, 300,000. Because that's when I started following you, I think. Yeah, so um, it took me, I would say, six to seven years to grow to 300,000. And... Um, a lot of people are always, um, you know, whenever they have questions, they one of them would always be like, oh, is there like a huge breakthrough, mm, uh, yeah. which which caused like a spike to 300? Yeah. Um, but to actually like looking back at my s- progress, there was not really a spike, but just a increase gradual. So if you imagine a graph, it's just like increase gradual curve up. Um, so basically how I started is that um i i started everything from instagram and i studied aerospace which is very different that's so Um, cool yeah but um fast forward i didn't continue um and i pursued this full time so um in between that uh i i took my uh free time uh when i was studying to just take pictures because um, back then already there, there were photographers and I was very curious because they take really nice photos but mm. then all, all of those were shot on phone whenever mm. I asked them so so back then it was like the super tiny like iPhone 4 wow. or 5 yeah so um, I had that with me and I just figured out that like oh hey um, I didn't I, I whenever I have free time I just really like to walk around and explore So um, why not just take my phone and just take pictures? So I started taking pictures and uploading it uh, on my my profile. Um, So all these actually started as a curiosity. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have have passion for photography at the very start um, until, um, until maybe one or two years later, I really enjoyed the process of it. Yeah. So that's that's how. Uh, so so my journey is 
it's not like super Hollywood dramatic. Like, oh, my dad is a my dad is a cinematographer. Or yeah. Like, yeah. So, so what yeah. year did you actually start? You know, when you first were interested in you know taking your iPhone out for photos. So I started when I was seventeen. I am twenty five now. So oh, if you wow. if if you count backwards backwards, it's about twenty twelve, twenty thirteen. Yeah. Jesus, you're twenty five. Sorry, I. <laughs> I just I I mean you look young, but I just wasn't expecting to, twenty five. That's great. I wish I was twenty five. So then, so it was a gradual progression. Were you just kind of creating、uh, visually,、uh, I guess, content that visually excited you that you thought was aesthetic?、Mm. And in the beginning, it was just like hashtags and sharing and staying consistent, right? And that got you、yeah. to your first three hundred. Mm-hmm. So then, on the TikTok side, did you start also from the beginning when TikTok became a thing? Because it seems like you were a pretty pretty early adopter. Actually, I don't know if、uh, being early means being in TikTok or when the name was different. Which is, you know, if if you know people know musically, so、um, that that's probably like super old. Yeah, I would say like pre pandemic is early. Because most people hopped on during the during twenty twenty. Oh, I yeah, I hopped in during twenty twenty. Um, mid mid twenty twenty. Um, so if you if if people scroll back, I actually my first video was twenty nineteen. So I got interested in this app. Um, for when it was late twenty nineteen, but、mm. I didn't continue until the pandemic happened. So basically, a breakdown of timeline is that I tried meddling with TikTok twenty nineteen. I took a break, and I was supposed to be on a world tour with with a with an artist. So that would require me to be going to like like every continent for eight months, which is from March all the way till December.、Wow. So. Unfortunately, because of the pandemic, that didn't happen. Yeah. So this then converted to so much free time that I have. So、um, on top of you know just creating visuals on my Instagram, I figure out that like I really like videos content too, and I was finding a platform. I was finding a platform to share. So、um, yeah. So then TikTok just came back to my mind, and April or March. Uh, I went back to it,、mm. so yeah, and and after that, it just now it's just like second the second platform for me to yeah just basically do a content yeah. So before you were creating these short form videos,、um, and from what I see, a lot of them are、uh, educational. Some of them are aesthetic.、Mm. Were you、mm. doing any short form video before that, or was it only photos before that? Mainly photos,、um, videos. They probably were on like Instagram stories,、uh, yeah. but it,、uh, you know, and I put like one or two on IGTV. But just personally, yeah, I felt like it wasn't a place for for my type of、yeah. content that I want to put out.、Um, so that's why、uh, when I tried on、uh, putting some videos on TikTok, I realized that. This is probably the app that I will stay on for、mm. for video content.、Mm. Yeah, and I think before creating short form video,、um, you were also doing less like educational content, right? 
I I think so. So this all I guess ties back to um, my career purpose slash path. So before that, I was really just into like you know just want to create. Uh, just want to create basically. Uh, so I want to make uh very visually aesthetic photos. Um, make photos with um, you know, like certain coloring that attracts yeah. people that that's suiting to people. Um, and and um, years back I was even just shooting like just purely like architecture stuff, a bit of street. So um, when when I shot all of that, um, then it just came to a point in time whereby I felt like I can do all this, but I felt like something was missing, some mm-hmm. substance was missing. So um, fast forward, I figure out that like, I need to put more, put more substance in my pictures, which is um, storytelling. So mm-hmm. um, if you, so, so if you uh, look at my profile now, um, I try to weave in some sort of storytelling in, in, my, in my visuals uh, or caption, and I feel so I feel like this is my route and then after figuring that out I figure out that like I really love the the, the community and I, re- I wouldn't be here without you know the people who follow me and um, the, the people I interact with so I value community a lot and also there were on top of that there were many many enthusiasts always mm. asking me questions to like um, the technical stuff and also you know the 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 photography and videography stuff so I figured out that like I should start on the educational route so yeah when when TikTok came uh came back to me when I was trying it I figured out that like I should try and put some educational stuff there and um, it did it, it did well and it, it just uh, is a really key content for me there now educational yes videos Absolutely. Because ultimately, it is providing value for people. It gives them a reason to save and share and Mm -hmm. follow for more. The storytelling part that you mentioned, I think, is also very interesting because I think you as like a visual storyteller, it's always sometimes hard to be like, I just want it to be aesthetic or look a certain way. Mm. And then you're like, okay, but now I have to incorporate some kind of story. And I think this whole storytelling concept confuses a lot of people when they're first starting Mm -hmm. out. Because most of us, myself included, I was just very visual only. I didn't think about any kind of storytelling when I started. Even now, I think there's a lot that I still do is pure aesthetic, not for storytelling. But I think like what you said, even if it's just incorporating it in the captions or maybe there was a story behind how you took the picture, I still think that's a good part of storytelling and then you just sharing that process with your audience. Mm-hmm. That's still good storytelling. So people can get into the picture and understand mm-hmm. what it was about, how it happened and all of that. Mm-hmm. So I don't yeah. feel like there's any need to overcomplicate storytelling. In, mm-hmm. in images yeah 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 spot on yeah okay because i know you grew on tiktok first before you recently blew up on instagram and literally like grew 700k in one month which we're gonna mm. have to dive into but um was tiktok kind of like a you started posting and right away you saw traction kind of situation so i think just uh for for tiktok the the growth is extremely fast i guess yeah. also because there was a surge of users also as well um 
when when it was blowing up, TikTok was blowing up everywhere uh, last year. So content-wise, yes, for TikTok, there was that one video that kind of, yeah, that, that blew up, basically. I know. It's the one with the screen, right? Yeah, yeah. So the one where I, where I throw something up to the to the sky. So, so before that, I was actually trying so many different things and yeah. it some did well and some didn't do really well but that idea was not for me so i saw that idea from from another user but he did it in a different way so i figured out i will try my own style so i did that and overnight it just blew up to like i think 15 million views wow uh, yeah over, over one day um and then um I guess that was like the the like activation to like global audience because before that it was just regional. It was mm-hmm. just Singapore, Malaysia, Philippines. Yeah. Um with that with, with with that that draw that drew in um a lot of users from North and South America, which which I guess is still um a majority in terms of like if your video goes viral, it needs to tap on North and South America. At least from what I observe, actually. Yeah. So after that, I proceeded to um, just try to milk it. And then I post every week of the same kind. Um, yeah. On top of that, I also post like other educational stuff. So um, yeah, all of that just like blew up, blew up, blew up. And within two weeks, I got to like, I think 500,000. Wow. Um, yeah. So that was the, the growth, basically. And it's uh, quite crazy thinking about it yeah and it's how how just one video would spike you so much because that will probably not happen in instagram right right um I, I, until Although, until recently uh, yeah <laughs> so i think there is something that you do really well which is find something that works and maybe it's even derived from somewhere else but then you make it your own with your own vision or adding a little spice to it and then once it works, you just capitalize on that shit. You're like, milk this yeah. shit. I'm going to do it like 10 times, 20 times yeah. until I grow a lot. And I think that's something that everybody can take away from, from you know, YK from this podcast is that mm-hmm. experiment a lot. And it's okay to take other people's ideas, but you do have to make it your own first. And then if Correct. it yeah. works from there, you want to really keep replicating that success to to mm-hmm. keep the people who followed you for that viral video and then also to yeah. attract more people cuz clearly it's working. Yeah, it's I guess um for for me, I love that as well as um I kind of also know like when it's time to stop because as an yes. artist, you don't want to be remembered just for one single style or content. So Yeah. Yeah, when it's time to stop, I'll stop. That's why I stopped doing that uh, late last year when I milk finish everything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think that's such a good point, actually, um, to milk it, but then not overdo it so that it gets boring. Because I actually do Mm -hmm. see some creators, I'm not sure if, maybe they're more like influencers, where like something worked for them, and then two years later, they're still doing it. But people have already moved on from that style Mm -hmm. or just that general vibe. And it's very important in the social media landscape to adjust very quickly because it's very fast paced and people get bored Mm -hmm. really quickly. And as an artist, you got to keep evolving and keep coming up with new ideas so that old people will stay and also attract new people at the same Mm -hmm. time. 
Hey, I hope you're enjoying this interview so far. If you're a visual learner like me, then you'll love watching these episodes on our YouTube channel. In addition to our weekly video podcast with amazing guests, I also post YouTube videos and shorts dissecting the creator economy and sharing social media tips as well as my life as a content creator. Head to the Tina Lee official YouTube channel to watch now and don't forget to subscribe. So when you went viral on TikTok, did you see any of the audience trickle to your Instagram? Was there a translation of that? I think there was um, a, a good amount, but it wasn't, um, I mean, I'm, I'm not on YouTube, but I have seen people who grow big on YouTube, they, yes. they translate really well on Instagram. Um, overall, I think TikTok translates pretty well but not as huge as YouTube yeah. and yeah, vice versa. If you are big on Instagram, it's also difficult to say whether you'll be big on TikTok. But I guess like if you are super viral on like TikTok, like Charlie or like Bella, then, then yeah, you're, yeah, you're like everywhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah, of course. And then from there, you didn't actually have reels for the longest time, right? Because in Singapore, mm-hmm. It was introduced, was it like around March or February this year? No, actually, so um, I don't even know if I'm supposed to say this, but like it's not. But I found like my friend showed me a loophole yeah. where I could upload mm-hmm. reels. So technically on, on like uh, Singapore users, they would not be able to see reels. So actually my audience Still. that are watching reels is zero from Singapore. Oh, wow. So basically, I found my friend... That's crazy. Yeah, my friend found a loophole to upload reels on regions where, where we don't have reels, like Singapore. So after finding that out, I immediately, like, the next the next day, I just crafted my old TikTok content, refurbished it into reels. Yeah. And then I just, I just posted there. And of course, the first video didn't do well. Yeah. Um, and I was like, okay, maybe... Maybe it's because my audience are from Singapore and, and regional and they don't have reels. So of course they'll do bad because no one's watching. Right. So then I proceeded to just upload a few more. And then I uploaded the the one that is tilting the phone, yes. um, which, which actually is not a new content. It's right. actually a content that I did early this year or last year on TikTok. So... Basically, I didn't even like change the font on anything. I just put a new music yeah. and then uh, which is trending on TikTok uh, a, a month ago. And then I just packaged that and put it out there on Reels. And it didn't do well for, for the first few days. And then, yeah, it just suddenly like picked up traction. Wow. And it just exploded like overnight to like 10 million. Yeah. So that's that's also in this vir- virality in the same way as TikTok, whereby when your when your one video goes viral, your video your account activates a reach to global audiences and um and yeah you just gotta make use of that that time that you have is very limited and just like keep doing content and and keep like milking it and make uh, the same if not better stuff so that your 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 growth is like exponential multiple. Yes. Yeah. Yes, totally. And I know like after that, you kept posting these phone tilting uh, videos. Yeah. The first one, it got to like 40 something million views, right? Yeah, it's um, it's 50 million now. So, oh um, my God. Yeah, it's 50, 51. Yeah. That is so insane. Yeah. So, so I've 
I have so much drone videos in my archive too. So after that blew up, I just continued to sort, to just look for all my drone videos and just see which one works, which one. Of course, there were some that doesn't work, but yeah. yeah. So this actually was, you created it specifically for Reels after that one viral video. You didn't just take all your stuff from TikTok and put it on your Reels. It's it's a mix. Um, yeah. There were new ones and there were old ones. There were some that got already posted on TikTok maybe last year, but um, the music is different. Um, yeah. But yeah, I used the same audio that is on, that, that the one blew up because yeah. that has a lot of usage. Uh, yes. Which is also, I guess, one one tip that for people who want to grow their following, if you have a viral video and your sound is widely used, it's good to it's good to use that for more traction as well. Yeah, but like you said, um, milk it as much as you can. But then when you feel like it's about time to move on to something else, it's important to also realize when the trend has been overdone because I think there's also fatigue from watching yeah. the same trend too many times. Yeah, I, I, I also feel like when you start to see a lot of that being posted, even with by your friends around you, creators, friends around you, then it's a good time to, to just think that it's a good time to move on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I do know you also created some very creative phone tutorial, like phone video or phone photo tutorials. And f- at least from what I've seen, I haven't seen that many other people do the same ideas. And I, I felt like you explained them in such a easy, simple, but the outcome is so creative. Like the, the shopping cart mm. and then uh, low oh, shutter yeah. speed. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, this is, this is really cool. I've never thought of this. Anyway, if anyone's listening, you don't know what we're talking about, just go and check out YK's account. It's just at YK. And just check out his reels because there's lots of creative tutorials in there. How do you go about coming up with these ideas? So some ideas are blended basically from multiple videos I see on TikTok and Instagram and some some ideas come from Pinterest oh. so uh, I scroll Pinterest every day um, really th- like I scroll late night so like this time I love looking at Pinterest because uh, there are a lot of content there they are not up on social media it's very yes. different and I love the feature of Pinterest whereby if you press on one day you will suggest many similar yes. stuff so for that shopping cart idea, I came upon it because I saw a similar photo that is done like that, but with a camera. Mm. So I was like, a camera can have slow shutter. Yeah, a phone also has slow shutter. So why not try it? So I actually have like uh, notes whereby whenever I think of uh, an idea, I will note it down. Mm. Uh, and just like this long list and some are, some are already done. Some are not done, but I tend to forget things very quickly. Yeah, It can be as random as like when I'm about to sleep on my yeah. bed. And when I think of something, I'll just reach out for my phone and just like randomly write it down first and craft it the next day. Yeah. So I get my ideas from just a, a blend of social media and also Pinterest. Would you say that's because of the last... I mean, I don't even know how many years you've been looking at content, but because like every day you are consuming content, it's not even like somehow you magically come up with ideas. It's more like you have probably tens or hundreds of thousands of ideas that uh, you've already seen for the past many, many years. And so naturally things come really easily to you and ideas come easily because you look at so much content. There's a lot that you can do by just 
changing some small details and make it making it your own your own style.、Mm-hmm. Also, the reason why I am doing a lot of phone uh, only uh, photography tutorials is because、um, it's much more relatable. Everyone has a phone. Of course, my my next、um, step, of course, is to do camera stuff as well. But this is the foundation, basically、mm. the 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 phone tutorials, and also、um, it's timeless because it can be applied everywhere, anytime. So that's why I felt like this was so brilliant, and I really just visually be sensitive around my environment every day、mm. uh, when I walk around. So if I see like a scenario where I can do some framing, compositional, or like. Yeah, different different photography techniques. I would just use my phone, screen record, and just play around with it and see if I can craft a video out of that. Yeah, I think that's such a great phrase. Like being visually sensitive, is is、mm. exactly how I would describe it too. So just really being able to observe what's around you and apply it to content, whether that's photo or short form video, will really you know help you get come up with tons and tons of ideas. So, I before we actually started recording, we talked a little bit about、um, TikTok, the differences between TikTok and Instagram. You mentioned、mm-hmm. that from the beginning, TikTok was actually very helpful, supportive. Can you describe、yeah. a little bit, you know, about the community they have in in Singapore? I know it's different with every country, but we'd love to hear your experience. Yeah. So,、um, in in Singapore, the community is,、um, and of course, Singapore is. It's super small. There's only like five million of us, so it's also because of the size. So the creators are not as much as you know North or South America. So it's easy to bring everyone together, and everyone kind of knows everyone. And also,、um, TikTok is very in Singapore, at the very least, is very helpful in terms of uh, community uh, things that are going on. They will. They would just gather sessions that are like、um, updating you on like current trends, and also they would gather sessions on like workshops on life, like、uh, the update. So like for you know like there's the live、uh, option for TikTok, right? Yeah. So、um, it first rolled out in the states and other parts of the world, but it wasn't out in Singapore yet. So、mm. uh, one or two months later, when It got rolled out in Singapore. TikTok was specifically organized like a one-hour session just to guide、yeah. us, the community, on like how to use Live, what you can do with it. They gave examples and and they crafted out a whole deck.、Um, so it was like you you really feel like they are really trying to help us, you know, like create content and be super comfortable with the app. And they are also very open. To questions as well. Whenever we ask something, they would try their best to answer, and they wouldn't just like left you on scene or whatever. Yeah, but they they would do their best to answer. If not, they would actually also they would ask someone from another department to、mm. to cater to you. So you really feel like this this warmth and like this uh this com like comfortability in uh in Singapore, and um not. I don't know if it's a coincidence, but yeah, they they gonna put the regional I think HQ in Singapore, and、oh. so yeah, so so they're like from I saw the news like a couple of months ago they're like hiring like two hundred people.、Wow. Of course, like by of course by doing this being 
caring for the community, we all want to support them as well. It's like a yeah. win-win thing. That's just something that TikTok is doing so well, and I mm-hmm. feel like Instagram is slowly starting to go towards that direction as well. But it's slow. You know, it's a lot more like yeah. a large institution. Kind of like mm. a lot of、um, bureaucracy and and things that have to go through the top first,、mm-hmm. and then it、mm-hmm. finally happens to you know starts benefiting us as creators. But I really、yeah. think that the future of basically social media is like a creator's economy, meaning they exist because of creators. It used to be just people who were friends, regular people.、Mm-hmm. But in the future, for a platform to really be successful, they need to attract as many, either talented or funny or entertaining or I don't know, visually beautiful creators as possible for them to succeed. Because that's where yeah, all the all the、so、true. things、mm-hmm. are going to happen, right? So true.、Uh, speaking of creator economy, I do also want to hear you know your experience with doing content creation full time. You know, so you were. Doing photography full time, or were you more like doing social media content full time? It's it's both, yeah. So,、um, my my career started from social media,、uh, mm-hmm. Instagram, and I basically make money from jobs、uh, like social media advertising of like brands and my、like, products.、Um, but over the years, I emphasize on wanting to make my feed, my profile, very organic. So、uh, it's good to have that as a portfolio, and、uh, so now I'm steering towards photography itself. So things that are offline, because the last thing I want to do is for my account to be to look like a sellout. Right. Um. So um, which is important for creators who want to be genuine. So basically, photography, yeah, a bit of filmmaking, uh, is my full time, both both on social media and offline. Right. But I feel like now that you know both your TikTok and Instagram are all over a million, I'm 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 not really keeping track on TikTok, but I know you're at like one point one on Instagram, and it literally happened in the last like probably sixty like fifty days or something, which is、mm-hmm. insane. Do you think that changes the future of your career, or are you going to still sort of continue?、Um, How it's been so far?、Mm, I think,、uh, in terms of like the big picture, my career path is kind of the same. You know, storytelling with purpose. But it's just that I guess with this huge exponential growth, I feel like I just have more responsibility in terms of caring for the community and being, you know, open to conversations whenever、yeah. they need help. I, I, yeah. The last thing I want is actually to be like for someone to, to be like, oh, you have a million followers. I'm, I'm afraid to talk to you. I don't want that. Yeah, I want to be like super relatable and just super chill. Not someone who, who has ego. Um. So I just feel like I have this responsibility also as well to. Um, do that and also nurture the next generation of enthusiasts, creators in general. That's really amazing that you can stay so humble despite such fast growth. I mean, how did it feel when like it suddenly just started pouring in all the followers?、Uh, I felt like my my phone is like glitching out because like <laughs> the numbers just keep increasing. Yeah.、Um, And and of course it's it's like um, 
it's like a rush. It's like a dopamine, of course, yes. because, um, you know, for for all creators, when you get something that is viral, you will probably feel that. But so an extra thing that I always do is to keep myself in check. Mm-hmm. Um, so when when you get all these uh uh re- engagement dopamine, so to speak, um, it's it's good to celebrate. But then it's good to also realign and just uh just look at your um your profile and just really think that like with these new numbers it's should it be time to level up your content should it be time to you know like uh, do higher quality photos visuals videos i just feel like with these growth it's a good check mark to like uh reminding you that um, keeping your own content of the highest quality possible so yeah. that you can relate, so people can relate, your audience can relate. Yeah, I th- that's just so great. I mean, I'll be honest with you, that wasn't really the answer that I thought, you know, I was expecting from someone who w- was able to grow so fast to, to stay so humble. So that is amazing. I hope you keep that Thank forever, you. no matter how many millions. Um, we The world needs more people like you. I do have an interesting question. If mm. you could go back, would you have preferred to grow in a different way? Because you, you basically grew like over 700,000 followers in, in the last mm. 30 days. And mm. it's almost surreal, right? Is there anything else you would have preferred to, you know, done differently? Mm. I think no, actually, I I really love um, how I progress um, because of course, like one thing I would do is definitely like you know like um, just to be more open, be more caring for the community at the start. But of course, that wouldn't come if I didn't progress this way. So actually, yeah, I I guess like just work harder. <laughs> Yeah, speaking to my old self, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, has your life changed in any way since getting a million on both platforms? Um, not really. <laughs> I still, <laughs> I need to eat. I, I go to exercise and all that. Well, you, you get but, a lot more DMs, right? Of course, yeah. That That's in, in, in a way where, where, yeah, things are more, uh, activities are, uh, there are more activities on my yeah. social media but yeah with this growth I uh, so I did this like you know like one million posts and I just poured out like uh, seven pages long of like what I wanted to speak yeah. to people and there were so many people that poured their hearts out and I just felt like this was like this is like chapter two of, of mm. my career mm. not only to deliver in visuals but also to deliver in like relatability people can reach out to me and i can hopefully help them in some ways i can't solve their problems but you know with with um with just some messages i hope they'll help them so um there's something new for me yeah Yeah. well you inspire people with your your creativity and your content i read the whole um seven pages by the way i think it was great that you were able to go from you know, normally being more visual, visual storytelling mm. to actually just being very open and vulnerable. It is pretty rare from photographers, I would say, like, you know, mm. creators on Instagram, people who don't usually share their everyday lives. It's not mm. an easy thing to do by any means. So mm-hmm. that's great. 
do you have you seen any changes in terms of like brands reaching out to you um so so in terms of like um work wise because of this sudden growth i basically increase my rates um so but but it has not come to a point whereby there there are huge uh reactions yet um so it's just this is at this transition point whereby clients are still reaching out to me and i explain to them why i increase my rates um so um yeah not not a lot of big changes yet but um i'm sure they will i'm sure there will be um some changes in in the next few months because i guess um because singapore is so small right so Mm. i guess i am probably the only one if not probably only five or like three people that are over a million wow uh that is that is a creator yeah so um it, it might be an issue or it might not be to to basically state why my rates are increased so much i see um yeah yeah so yeah. so that might be a problem i'm not sure I never even thought about that um, because I I used to see some Singaporean bloggers and I forget that, you know, the population total is actually 5 million. And so when you have a small pool of talent that you can hire, it's usually they just go to the same people because I was like, this girl is getting a lot of big brand deals. And I was really surprised. And then I thought about it. I was like, okay, that makes sense now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for sharing so much information, both tips and also just your experience with your crazy, crazy journey so far. Um, it was such a such a pleasure to have you and talk to you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks again for tuning in to the Full-Time Influencer Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with someone who could benefit from it. And I'll see you in the next one.